Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, mentor, tour mentor, <laughs> coach, John Opaluski. Good morning, John. How are you? Jim, good morning. I'm doing well. And as always, it's wonderful to see you. It is. It's, it's fun. I, I wish everybody could kind of see the before and afters and in-betweens of these podcasts because um, I, I hope everybody knows how, how approachable you are, that you can say things. Uh, you can just be who you are. I've never once been judged by you that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, mm. You laugh at most of my jokes, except the ones that you shouldn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just a perfect balance for me. And I know last time we talked in the last podcast, it was no laughing matter. We were talking about how to navigate, um, man, and deal with organizational loss. Yeah. Um, we talked about people that we've been serving them for many years or, or momentum that was lost and people are gone. And I don't know who attends my church anymore. And I, I've heard so right. many people say we're at X percent of this time last year. Yeah. You know, as if that hit a hundred, we'd be better. I, or mm-hmm. we're only 30. How many we're at 40%. I, there's so many reasons to be discouraged, to be going through grief right now. We took some time last time to talk about it, but today you promised us in, uh, in episode 60 that we're going to go over the, the predictable stages so we can maybe judge, you know, are we in shock? Are we angry? Mm-hmm. Are we, and kind of see where we're at through these various stages. So we know there's light at the end of the tunnel uh, and it's not an oncoming train. It's, it's actually, we're getting closer to the end of this and accepting the loss and moving forward. So are you ready? I'm ready to go, Jim. Right, hit, us, hit us with both fists. What do you say? All right. So these stages that we lay out, uh, Jim, these aren't like a formula. Can I just put that out there real quick? Um, not everybody is going to walk through these stages in the same order, uh, in the same way. But these are stages that have been observed over many, many decades. Uh, in fact, these eight stages are adapted by, from an author named Granger Westberg. Uh, and uh, Granger was, I believe he was a hospice chaplain. And he was able, he, his writing came out of experience yeah. of, yeah. you know, many, many years of helping people through, you know, the passage from this life uh, yeah. to the next and watching families react to that and loved ones react to it. So uh, I wanted to just give that qualifier. Yeah. Uh, because you may hop oh, hop over some of these, you may regress, but these are eight stages you can expect uh, when you've suffered organizational loss. Here's the first one, and that's shock, yeah, uh, or denial, right? Um, you know, and I think sometimes shock is God's gift to us, right? That uh, when we suffer loss, we are uh, temporarily uh, under anesthesia, yeah, um, and it keeps us from having to face the grim reality all at once. Yeah. Um, and as long as this stage is temporary, it's a good stage. Yeah. Now, if I'm in shock, <laughs> if I'm point. in shock two years after yeah. and I haven't progressed, I'm stuck. And, and that's one thing I should have said up front is you can get stuck yeah. in this process. And when you get stuck, you know, you, you almost always need outside help to help you get unstuck. Right. But that's the first stage. Uh, of would you would grief. you say that shock? If we get stuck in shock, we've actually kind of moved almost to stage one B, which would be denial. Like I, I'm just going to yeah. pretend. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, 
Yep. And, yeah. and unfortunately, uh, we Christians, uh, we Christian leaders, let me just put it on leaders, um, have been trained or, or taught by modeling that we are to deny yeah. that we have any feelings of any sort, yeah. um, especially as it relates to l- losing people from our church. Yeah. I do a lot of PTSD counseling. It's kind of become a niche with the police department and all that mm. kind of stuff. And, and that's one of the things I don't, I don't have time to process loss in, in combat. I don't, I don't, don't get your head stuck on the guy you lost. You'll be the next guy. Just, you gotta, we're here to kill Nazis or whatever that is. Mm. And I, I think eventually there's no such thing as an unexpressed emotion. Eventually mm. these things come out in our dreams. Eventually I've, I've helped Vietnam vets that, you know, decades later, they, they begin to see the faces again of, of people that they killed in combat. Mm. And they have to walk through that whole process, just like it happened last week. And it happened, you know, decades ago because yeah. it's, there's no such thing as an unexpressed or undigested emotion. And so I, I agree with you that denial, that, that shock, it's an immediate merciful thing. But if we get stuck there, you, there's no such thing as, never dealing with it. You are dealing with it even by not dealing with it. Right. That's dealing with it. It's just dealing with it poorly. Correct. The next uh, stage is what uh, is called emotional release. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, Jim, this is where the loss really starts to hit us. Yeah. Um, and there's this, uh, there's this urge to express grief that, yeah. that begins to well up. And, and, and that is precisely what a leader should do. Yeah. Uh, is to express the emotions he or she is feeling. Um, again, you said, you just said it. There's no such thing as an unexpressed yeah. emotion forever, right? Yeah. It's, it's delayed. It's, it's repressed. It's shoved down. But eventually that emotion is going to find its way out. So this stage of expressing uh, tears and sorrow and grief yeah. and all of those words um, are normal, they're healthy, and should be uh, allowed to happen and encouraged. Now, we get uncomfortable when, when people, we can get uncomfortable when people get here and because we don't know what we should do, right? We're watching this stage right. unfold. And I've, I've discovered this, all I need to do is be there. Right. I don't need to say anything. Right. Just grieve. Grieve with those who grieve. Cry with them, right? Yeah. Put an arm around their shoulder. And, and that's, <clears throat> that's what is needed. But if you're, on the other, uh, if you're on the receiving end of that from somebody, you're blessed. But listen, um, this stage is really important to be okay with yeah. and, and let yourself uh, move into. I think it's funny. We're so, we have been so emotionally constipated as men. Uh, you know, and I think it's because of war. I think the guys went off to World War II and they didn't shed a tear and they came home and got jobs and did their thing. And then they raised kids they were emotionally distanced from. And we get kind of the 60s mess that comes mm-hmm. out of the, the 40s, undigested emotions and, you know, Vietnam and that veteran in the Gulf War. I think, I think honestly that that thought that men don't cry comes out of men in combat don't have time to cry. It's mm-hmm. either we'll digest this later, we're surviving right now. And I think the same is true today of first responders and EMTs and cops pastors. and pastors. Yeah, I, and I, I agree completely. I don't have time to grieve right now. I've got a sermon to write. I've got mm-hmm. a wife that's waiting on me. I just, okay, you're leaving the church. Bye. I'll just, I'll just move forward and find a new friend. And it's not that simple, is it? Yeah, it's not. 
Here's the third uh, stage of grief, and that's depressed mood. Um, I, I believe this, that every leader who deals with organizational loss will likely feel some level, Jim, of depression knocking mm -hmm. at their door. Now, there are different levels of depression. It may not be debilitating. Uh, it, might, it might manifest as just despair yeah. um, or great discouragement. And when we feel that, we should remind ourselves that's normal. Again, it's a normal part of the process. But here's the good news is this part of the process is not going to last forever. Right, right. Brighter days are ahead for you. And, and, oh. and you know what? Sometimes I don't have somebody from the outside telling me that. So I have to tell myself that. Yeah. I have to learn how to encourage myself sometimes. Now, I don't think anybody gets through any kind of loss by themselves. Right. But there are those moments, Jim, where the outside voices aren't there, right? And it's just you. Yeah. I think there's that, that scripture where David encourages himself in the Lord. Yes. I think there is room for saying, yeah, I, I, Jesus and I can get through this, but, but you also have a spouse for a reason and friends yeah. for a reason and staff for a reason or whatever. It's, That's right. Especially in, in the church loss. If you're going through it, there's a good chance others, if a family leaves and the children's pastor may be grieving the mm. loss of that family, the youth pastor, that, yeah, that, you know, that your accountant is grieving the loss of their, their tithe, whatever it is, <laughs> but, you know, and doing it together. Like that was a great family. We bless them and no hard feelings. And yeah. It's different, you know, don't come, don't come together and, and get ingrown, right? That, that bad family, well, they were never really that great. And mm -hmm. You know, don't turn bitter. Yeah, I, I like that. I think I think having permission, John, hearing you say, this is a sad thing, and I give you permission to feel sadness. That yeah. that is a very liberating, right? I I, I think it sounds so. silly, but it, but hearing someone who's been through it, you know, who's a father in the faith, say to you know those that you're serving, of course you're going to be sad. It it just gives me liberty to to be okay with it. It's not something I'm going right. to fight. I. I I'm not going to fight myself for feeling sad. I'm going to fight the sadness and encourage myself in the Lord. And, and, I, and I think I'm getting better at this, Jim. Uh, in the past, I think, many years ago, I'd like to, I'd, at this third stage, I'd feel compelled to jump in and start fixing. Um, when they didn't really need that, I needed to let them have the space yeah. to feel those emotions and, and to feel the sadness. Yeah. Um, before we start working on solutions, let's let you just feel what you're feeling and work your way through that. Yeah. Uh, that kind of leads to the next stage. And that, and that next stage is often described as panic. Mm. And, 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 and in this stage of grief over organizational loss, we can, we can become obsessive over the loss. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, we, yeah. you know, we try to think about something else and, Maybe we succeed for a while, but it isn't long until we find our head back right on that loss again. And, and unpleasant thoughts really begin to rule us uh, in the panic stage. And, and in this stage, you might find it very difficult to concentrate on anything. Right. Right. Or even want to, right? It, it's almost yes. an obsession. Yeah. Yeah. And now just, just to be clear, so this, obviously not all of these eight stages are going to happen to everybody in this order for a certain right. amount of time. I've, I've never had this one, the panic thing. I, mm. unless I'm describing it wrong. Um, I, I think, I think that the pain of this, uh, the depression that I, I just, I want to go be alone. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to, would you say that that's part of the panic thing is I, I want to be alone because other people might be happy and I'm just not. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, being around people who are, who are happy can really irritate you. 
Yes. <laughs> when you're grieving organizational loss. Yes. Uh, because you yeah. think, don't they understand? Yeah. That I'm not doing well. Yeah. And and, and there's almost a, a resentment uh, that you can feel. And that again, if you feel that you're not a bad person. Yeah. You're human. Right. Right. And um, but I, I so yeah I think it could be that I, I but I what you described is definitely something that happens yeah. uh, to a lot of people a lot of leaders. Um, here's the next stage uh, guilt. Yeah. And and guilt can manifest this way, Jim. It's this feeling like you know if I was a better leader, we would have survived the pandemic better. Right. Yeah. Um, you know almost every leader can look back over the past seven or eight months and say the exact same thing. Yeah. I could have done this better, right? Don't you think? Every single one. Yeah, every single one. We had to completely rewrite the playbook and yet, and yet keep the same plays. However that works. To go to online, to go to you know, the online giving, the social media, internet's crashing. I, it, it's, been, it's been a terrible, wonderful season because I think it's a, a, lot of the, a lot of the fluff has been stripped away. A lot yeah. of the insincerity has been revealed. And I think really when it's all said and done, if you love God and you love people, uh, then, then whatever you have left, you're moving forward with. And yeah. if you love the numbers and you love the fame and you love the things that you shouldn't have loved, there's not much of that left anymore. I, I, think, I think in some ways this has been purifying, but that, that sense of if I were just a better leader, and I hear people say, I'm getting out of ministry. I'm like, why? I just don't think I'm good at it. And say, stop. Nobody's been good at it for 10 months. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's been good at it. Well, Craig Groeschel, well, Craig Groeschel. I, you know, that's like saying Arnold Schwarzenegger's biceps and my biceps should be the same. It's not. Right. It's just not true. It's a different calling. It's a different anointing. It's a different everything. So just because we don't preach as good as, Joyce Myers doesn't mean we're not called to the ministry. It's That's right. Everything has changed and how we judge the fruitfulness of our ministry should be changing with it. Yeah. And so Jim, that conversation uh, that we have with ourselves and that we need from outsiders in this stage is exactly that. Yeah. Is that look, you know, um, could you have done things better? Yes. Sure. Welcome to the club. Sure. Yeah. Every one of us can say the exact same thing because right. we've been walking through unprecedented waters. Um, so here's the next stage. Uh, and again, these stages don't always unfold the same way, same order. It's anger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we might find ourselves in this stage, you know, really, uh, you know, with some volcanic, volcanic, yeah. that's a better way to say it, yeah. uh, anger. Yeah. Um, and, and I think some of that anger had been percolating all along yeah. in this process. And now it's found expression. Um, you know, our anger could be directed at God. Um, you know, God, yeah. why did you get me into this thing in the first place? <laughs> said Moses, said David. <laughs> I mean, in some ways said Jesus, right? If there's any other way, let this cut pass for me. This is right. not a, you're not the first great man or woman of God to feel this. You're, I would say it's universal. You're called yes. into the water you can't swim in for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So anger at God, maybe anger at the people who've left. Um, anger is a human emotion. It's yeah. normal, even for Christians. Sure. And especially as you're walking through loss. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, those feelings are to be expected. They're to be wrestled with and overcome by the grace of God and some good people in your life 
yeah. who are speaking grace and truth to you. Yeah. Um, I, I've always said that anger, you know, it's not a primary emotion. I, you're right. So I get scared, so I get angry, and I feel more powerful about what I'm afraid of because I got angry. I was, I was insecure, so I got angry. I was jealous, so I got angry, those sorts of things. And I, I think just being honest, you know, what is it, what is it that I'm angry about? Mm-hmm. It may be things over which I have no control. And the sooner I, I deal with that, the sooner I get the stages seven and eight. That's right. So seven is resistance. It's an interesting uh, stage. And, and it, this has to do with reengaging. Um, and the thought of reengaging as a leader after you've suffered organizational loss is painful. Yeah. Um, and I think if we're not careful, Jim, we can get comfortable with our grief in a way that prevents us from moving forward. Yeah. Um, moving yeah. ahead. Now, this is a really important point. I want every, everybody who's listening to get moving ahead does not mean you've moved on. I've heard people say, you just need to move on. Now, wait a minute. My mom died 39 years ago, Jim. Wow. Wow. And I still have those moments where I wish I could share a cup of coffee with her yeah. or take her out to Panera or you know, somewhere <laughs> just to share a meal uh, with her. So I haven't moved on. I've learned in the face of my loss to move forward, to move yeah. ahead. And I, I think that's so important because she has come with you. You, you didn't, of course. 39 years ago, the relationship wasn't severed, it changed. Right. As people are, are leaving our, our churches, the relationship is not severed, it's changed. We're, yeah. we're still brothers and sisters. We still have the same father. We still have the same spirit, the same baptism. We still count on the same word of God to be true. So I, I think that's one of those things where, I, I'll be honest with you, there are people that have left my church and it's done nothing but improve our relationship. Because it was much easier to be their friend than it was to be their pastor. That's so interesting. And it was, it's so hard to be their pastor because of all the criticisms and, you know, inconsistent, whatever it is. But when they're gone, I'm not, a, I'm not their shepherd anymore. We're fellow sheep. Right. And I have literally gone and had cups of coffee with people that left and tried to take everybody with them and called me every name in the book. And a year later, you want to go to coffee? I'm like, I would. <laughs> I, I've always liked you. Yeah. I, it's just a very difficult person to pastor because I, I have an accountability to God for your soul in a way as a pastor that's different than as a friend. Yeah. And I, I think God knows when it's time for people to move on, you know, yeah. but trust him. So let me just give you the last, the last stage here, Jim, and we'll wrap it up today. Uh, and that's the coping stage. Uh, and in this stage, we just, we learn to cope yes. with the loss, not get over right. the loss, but to cope with the loss. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, whenever we go through significant loss, we come out as different people. We can come out as worse people if we don't respond properly, or we can come out better. Our hope is that you'll come out better, deeper, more compassionate, uh, with with more, yeah, wiser, more steel in your spine. Um, and so if you're a leader listening to this uh, podcast today, if you've suffered organizational loss, we're really sorry that you have. Yeah. I mean, we, we really are. We grieve that loss with you. Please don't pretend it doesn't hurt. Right. Acknowledge that you've lost something, people, momentum, whatever. Open yourself up to trustworthy people because we, we know this, and I've said this multiple times on this podcast, a, a shared burden is half a burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want you to know as a leader, brighter days are ahead for you. So keep moving forward. 
God's going to leverage your loss for good uh, if you cooperate with him. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens, right? In time. I, I think yeah. that pain interweaves with who we are in, in a positive way. Yeah. Um, not, you're not trying not to think about your mother because it's painful. You enjoy thinking about your mother because she's your mother. Yeah. Right. And the same thing's true with all I, if you look back at the seasons, I, one of the things that makes it hurt is we, we did life together and then they left. Right. But, but eventually when all that kind of shock and guilt and it all goes away, what's left is the memories of having done life together. That's right. And, and it doesn't hurt anymore. And it makes you a better, a better everything, right? It makes you a better pastor, better husband, better father. My drill sergeant used to say that scars are, are uh, just like tattoos, only they have a better story. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I think that's true. You're talking about emotional scars or Jacob walking with a limp because he wrestled with God. I think yeah. we will walk differently after pain, but it's not a bad thing. The limp right. is not a bad thing. The scar is not a bad thing. What you've been through, what you're going through is not a bad thing. If you like God, redeem it and walk you through these stages. In my weakness, he gets to be strong. Blessed are those who mourn because they have access to God's comfort in a way that those who don't just don't, you know. John, thank you. You have the wisdom of a father and, and we appreciate your your words to us today. And and as always, if somebody wants to talk more about this, how would we go about getting a hold of you? Just convergecoach.com and click on the contact us link and that will start a conversation with us, Jim. I love it. Start a conversation with us. That's great. Thanks, John. In the meantime, guys, know that we're praying for you in this difficult season and God's going to get us all through this. I, I, I promise you because I'm staying on his word. God is working all things together for your good. He loves you. You're called according to his purposes. And uh, this day is passing and another day is dawning. And uh, we are here for you. If there's anything we can do, don't hesitate to contact us. But in the meantime, we're praying for you, cheering for you as you continue to lead from a life. 